Raider Nation! Wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. This is Lincoln Kennedy, and today is December 6, 2023. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the morning grind. Well, happy bye week, Raider Nation. Uh, how was it? Did you enjoy your time off? Were you as uh, as drawn to other games as, say, I was? Because, I mean, I'm just a football junkie, so I was watching other stuff. But it felt it feels a little missed when your team doesn't play on Sunday or Monday over the past weekend. And regardless of the you know the possible outcome, when you're watching other teams, you, you feel a little missed. You feel like you missed something. Maybe you, you might have missed a meal or something like that. I, that kind of resonates with me. But I'm here to tell you that we're back into it. Got five games remaining. And a number of people in the Raider Nation have, have approached me over the last couple of weeks and said, you know, what, what, what is a true expectation of a bye week uh, from a player standpoint? And then we'll talk about from an organizational standpoint moving forward, as well as an evaluation period, if you want. And hopefully the Raiders can get some wins in these last five games to try to bolster their position in the season. Now, here's the thing. When obviously when a player has a, a, a bye week, it might be looked at a little different than coaches or administrators, so on and so forth. And mainly because as a player, I was just looking forward to time off. There were several things that I looked at when you got the season, you know, the calendar for the season, the upcoming season, the schedule, most notably. We looked at I, I looked at when we played in Denver, when we played in Kansas City, where were we playing in November, and December, as far as cold weather games, possibly cold weather games, and where our bye week was. And the bye week is important because it gives you a chance to recover, gives you a chance to take a break, take a breather. The season can be chaotic and, and, and just reckless in the sense where you're doing things a mile a minute. If you think about it, you come out, <clears throat> for me, you come out of the July 4th, 4th of July break, you're getting ready for training camp. And now training camp is a little bit different. It's not as demanding as it once was with two a days and sometimes three a days. But then you get ready for training camp. And then you go to the preseason. And these days, training camp is typically starting about two weeks before your first preseason game. Now, depending on your status and where you are, how much you'll play in the preseason game, you have to go through that ritual, getting ready for those games. And then you go into the regular season. And the regular season is always a grind. And for the Raiders, you know, because so many teams hate us and can't stand us, it's, it's obvious that they're going to give us their best effort, especially early in the season. But for the most part, you're still trying to learn out where you are. Now, the Raiders this, this season – had a pretty particular situation where you end up letting go Josh McDaniels midway through the season, bringing in an interim coach, much like you did a couple of years ago with Basaccia, uh, and trying to turn things around. Basaccia was able to get the Raiders into the playoffs. This is a very tall task to ask, especially as good as the AFC is now for you know Coach Antonio Pierce and, and, and the, the, the rest of the coaches to get this team. But it's not impossible. But you know you have to come back with a fresh mentality. No matter what you did, off of your eight, nine days off or whatever, the how many ever the days you had of off and you weren't in your regular work week, now you're back into your regular work week and you're getting ready for the Vikings coming into town, another team still trying to find itself, another team that was bitten by the injury bug, another team that has been bitten by inconsistency, but another team that has some good players that provide a challenge to this Raiders organization and a, a team that's kind of finding its way and finding its groove at a time where it's very important for the Raiders to be able to turn things around if they have any, any hope of resurrecting this season and finishing off this season on a strong point. So with that being said, you come back with a positive attitude. You come back with the mentality, let's get ready to play. Let's get ready to rumble. And, and I would approach it as a sense that, you know what? The last game against the Chiefs was disappointing. We jumped out very early but couldn't sustain and couldn't hold on, and now I'm mad at myself, and I'm going to take it out on the Vikings. 
I'm going to take it out because you're the next person up. You're the next team up. Uh, and the fact that the Raiders are going to have to have play two games in less than 10 days you know, means that you really, really have to not only take care of yourself mentally, but also physically. Because you want to go out and play hard, but you're going to have to bounce back for the following Thursday night game against the Chargers. Uh, so here's, here's what I've broken down so far, Raider Nation. You know, the biggest challenges coming into this game versus the Vikings, it has to be whether how, how our offensive line is going to be able to handle their defensive front. They are a high-pressure front that can get pressure on a quarterback, not only from blitzing, but even from a four-man rush. Their defensive coordinator is very aggressive in the sense of this play calling. He's going to come after. He's not, going, he's not going to play back and allow you to dictate things to him. He's going to take it and be aggressive to you. Uh, and, and so the Raiders have to be prepared for that. And Aiden O'Connell has gotten progressively better, in my opinion, with evaluating pre-snap reads and, more importantly, finding a way to pretty much get rid of the football, knowing where you want to go with the football. That's important moving forward. Because within this next five games, whether the Raiders make the playoffs or not, within this next five games, there is going to be an evaluation. There are going to be evaluations, and there are going to be evaluations across the board. You know, from an administration standpoint, you're evaluating the coaches. You're evaluating, you know, whether Hardegree is able to do something different in these next couple of weeks to show that why he should be the offensive coordinator. Uh, whether Antonio Pearson, the collective of the coaching staff, has done something different to show that they need they deserve to stay on um, and can be better. I guess some necessary difference, probably a poor choice of words, but what you want is you want the ability to say, you know what, I feel comfortable going forward. And, you know, I think the, the Raiders might have missed an opportunity with Basaccia. I, I thought Basaccia was good because he held people accountable. And now from what I've seen so far out of AP, he too is holding players accountable. I respect that. I appreciate that. Matter of fact, I think that's necessary on every level. You hold people accountable because, let's face it, Raider Nation, this is a performance-based business, and you get your money based on your performance. And so the evaluation should be as consistent as that performance. And pushing forward, you have to develop a scheme on both sides of the ball to create an identity. And I do believe a team will eventually take on its coach's personality uh, and, and I think for some time, this team was looking for that identity, was looking for that direction. But I feel comfortable in what I've seen out of AP to say that they have it. Now you just need to manifest it and grow in it. And there are some places that the players need. And that's why I look at this game against the Minnesota Vikings as a true test. If I'm part of this offensive line, you know, I'm like, this is a great test for us. This is, the, the, you know, we've got a good front four. They've got some good defensive linemen. That is a good challenge. If we're able to contain them and they played well in the Kansas City game, if they're able to contain them, you know, the, and, and keep them off the quarterback and keep it clean and be able to get the running game going and obviously establish some consistency with the passing. Offense just to be more efficient is what I'm looking for in these final five games. Offensive efficiency. And not just here, their efficiency. Look, I know the guys on the other side of the ball get paid too. You're not going to be able to score every time you're out there. But what I would like to see, I would like to see, one, a greater efficiency on first down, setting yourself up ahead of the sticks, to where you're not setting yourself up second down to 10 or 11 or second down to 12. You know, you've got, you know, second down to four, second down to five. Those types of things are manageable to me because then you still have the option of running the football and then opening up things. And what I did see in this past game against Kansas City, which made me feel good about as well, is that the fact that Aiden O'Connell was spreading around to different receivers. I honestly believe that we have the best receiver in the National Football League in number 17. The things that I saw him do last year, it's just unbelievable. Uh, and over the time that since we've had him, it's been absolutely outstanding and fun to watch. But I also believe that he has a complement of receivers around him. I still think Hunter Renfro is a viable threat. I still, you already know Jacoby Myers is. But, you know, getting the tight ends involved, 
uh, whether it be Mayor or Hooper or, or even getting the backs involved. You know, one of the things that I saw and in, in, in teams like uh, New Orleans still do it really well with Kamara is have their running backs have choice routes. Josh Jacobs has been shown that he can protect, so one reason why you can keep him in for every down. But more importantly, he's also shown that he can get out and run routes. So have them run choice routes to get line, against linebackers. Take advantage of that. And I think you'll see more of that. You know, what's difficult when you have a coaching change in the middle of the season, the most difficult thing is creating any type of continuity with what's going on. Because now you've got big eyes, not only in the coach's office and coaching departments, everybody's looking around, but you've got big eyes in, in, the, in the locker room. Man, am I going to be here? Should I call my agent? Do I need to make a move? Or what, what's going on here? Because you just, there's so much unknown. And that's why when you have the word interim coach by, there's a little sense of uneasiness because no one knows what the future holds. But I tip my hat uh, to AP handling it, handling it maturely, and understanding that, you know, like the, the deal with Marcus Peters, he understood that he had to make a change because you had someone who was, wasn't performing. And to me, there's – I used to tell my radio partner back – and Anthony Gargano this back in the day when we used to talk about, you know, who's worthy of the, the applause and who deserves to get booed. And I'm like, no one's above the boo. No one is above the boo, in my opinion. You can boo anyone and every time. There were times when we played, and we played so bad, so damn badly, we were being booed off the field. I was like, boo too, yeah. Boo, boo, boo. No one's above the boo. If anything, it should motivate you to be more active, to be better, to do what you do at a higher level. Thing is, is that if you're not getting better every day, then you're falling behind because there's somebody who's going to pass you by. And so you have to take that lesson to heart. Every day you get up and come to work, you have to do it until you can't do it anymore. And when you can't do it anymore, you have to be man enough to realize, you know what, this isn't for me. I need to find something else. That's another story for another day, but that is what I'm thinking. Now, going forward in these next five weeks, we're going to see how much this team has grown. We're also going to see how much this team has come together. I think it's important from an administrative standpoint when you're talking about coming together because off seasons can be short as you want them or as long as you want them. And if you have these hard decisions as to where you're going to go forward or how you're going to go forward and what you need, um, it, it makes a lot, a lot to be undetermined and really unanswered. So the thing is, Raider Nation, we've got to keep the faith. And I know you guys are patient out there. I'm hoping that these final five weeks are good for the Raiders. I'm hoping they can position themselves. Realistically, I think this – well, I mean, obviously this is a wild card team, if anything, because they're not going to be able to win the division. But I, I, I think that – I do think it's possible for them to be a wild card team. There's still a lot of things that have to happen. The defense is playing well. That's a good thing. The offense is coming along. That's a better thing. But we've seen a level of inconsistency, much like we've seen last year, where either you can't close off football games, i.e. the Kansas City game, or you're, you're relatively a no-show in the second part of the game. So they've got to find a way to be better that way. And more importantly, you know, I got what I asked for in the Kansas City game. I said they needed at least four ex explosive plays. Those are plays over 20 yards, and they had that. Uh, it just wasn't – there wasn't no sustainability. So in these final five games, you know, I'm hoping, especially starting with the Vikings, and then a quick turnaround against the Chargers, I'm hoping that we see a strong, resilient team that has a fight in them, a level of fight that they won't be able to give up on. And they can ride the course throughout the rest of the season. A couple of coaches told me back in my day, the teams that win in November and December play in January. Well, November's over with. You can come back in December, and if the, the Raiders have a strong month of December, who knows how possibly they could finish off the season. They could put themselves in a position to maybe get in a wild card or sneak into the playoffs. Well, Raider Nation, that's my time. It's been fun. I'm Lincoln Kennedy, and this is another edition of The Morning Grind. I'll see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the Raiders Podcast Network.